listener. Kickbump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boonwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickbump Podcast, your fortnightly DM on all things motherhood. Hello. Welcome Hello. back for another episode. I'm so excited about this one, but before we get into it, I do have a very quick Harvey update. And uh, first I was going to apologize for um, talking about his sleep because I feel like it's all I do. However, that is what we're all about today. It's a sleep it's episode. A sleep sleep episode. Theme. You actually can't give a Harvey update unless it's sleep related <laughs> today. And luckily it is. <laughs> and luckily I'm in a much better place than I was you last time. seriously have a bounce in your step. <laughs> and last time you were like, oh, Slapping yourself. So the last time, last time we recorded, you were literally slapping your face hard. I was like, "You okay?" Yeah, yeah. So, quick update uh, for those who may not follow me on socials um, or might not have listened to the last episode. For the last month or so, Harvey's sleep has been a bit out of whack. And when I first opened up about it online, that he wasn't sleeping through and he started early rising again. People said that at his age, um, he's it's, two. Yeah, yep. he's two. It's good to cut down his midday nap. So not necessarily drop it completely, but like maybe max it out at like an hour and a half because he was sleeping like up to three hours oh, in the day. What a dream! I know. <laughs> anyway, so because like literally a hundred people said the exact same thing to me, like, of course fine. I thought, right, this is what's going to work. Anyway, he kept waking up early. Um, And not only did he keep waking up early, he suddenly needed us to pat him to sleep again, both for day naps and night naps. But what we did was once again, the lovely Steph from Sleep by Steph, who I do mention in this podcast, because that's the route we went down when we when we first sleep trained Harvey. She reached out because she saw that I'd been struggling Mm. and helped me through it, reminded me of kind of like all the foundations, which a lot of them are still doing, except she did remind me that, hey, you know, he may just still need that sleep. Mm. He may still need a lot of sleep. A lot of toddlers, a lot of babies need a lot of sleep. Mm. Not everyone's ready to drop the nap. So just try and like let him catch up. And so I just literally stopped capping his nap. Lo and behold, he slept past six. This (laughs) just goes back to everyone who's not a professional (laughs) throwing their advice. And it's fair enough to be like, oh, hey, I tried this. This worked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can try it too, but not you should be having his nap. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. Okay. It is the attitude for sure, for sure. Oh, just people, oh. and like I do, I do appreciate those who did reach out and say, like, "Hey, this is what worked for us," and they did say that the the capping the night worked for them. Like, not angry at you. It's just that I think what happened was he must have been teething or like just going through a week, an mm. off week, and I just took that as he's ready for yeah. like a new routine. Um. Anyway, so I'm really happy because he's now. Not only is he sleeping through and sleeping past like six six to twenty is the earliest wake up we've had this week, which is just insane. He's going down like a dream, like fully awake by mama, Aww. and just ten minutes later is asleep, no crying, no screaming or anything. And then in the mornings, instead of aggressively screaming out my name at five o'clock in the morning, he is now just kind of playing with his drink bottle or like his little bear in his thing. And then maybe he'll be like, Mama. Mama, it's like it's like a nicer, light yeah, nice approach. <laughs> and he's just it's changed his mood completely. Good. He's like happy. Well, I think I feel like the takeaway here is if 
a million people are telling you what to do and it's not working, don't worry about what people say. Yeah. And this episode is all about that anyway. So Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm really excited today because we have one of these. Toddler Tantrum Tales. Yes, we do. Um, and this is, speaking of kids not having a great time, yeah. um, Sally <laughs> sent this one in. Crying. He's crying because he tried to bite my toes and I took it out of his mouth. So now he's throwing a tantrum because he wants to eat my feet. <laughs> that is one for his 21st. Like, you know, you got upset with me one day because you, you just eat you couldn't foot. eat my toes. <laughs> Wow. Um, it's so funny. And honestly, if your toddler has ever had a tantrum over any, it doesn't have to be happening on the spot. Like she, Sally caught it while it's happening. Like, yeah. great. We love yeah. the sound effects. But even if you can recall a time that your toddler had a tantrum over something ridiculous, yeah. please send it in to us at KickPod on Instagram. You can send us a voice memo or write it in. But enough about toddlers. Let's get into today's guest. Yes. So today's guest, as I mentioned, we have a big topic of sleep today and I decided to get, I'd like to call her my friend and I hope she feels that (laughs) we're friends because it's one of those funny things. I've only met Maggie. That's who we've got on, by the way. I've followed her for years and we speak so much online and we've only really met like once before and it was really quick. But anyway, I feel like she's my mate. Uh, Maggie, so the Peninsula Mama, you might know her as on Instagram. She's an actress, writer, presenter, and she's also got a new podcast called MA15 Plus with Alex Nation. And it's gone, it it went so amazing. The first season's out and they're just like such a good duo. Mm. They speak openly about all things like sex relationships and and motherhood. So highly recommend that one. Um, But really in general, Maggie is just so open about her experience with everything when it comes to motherhood, Um, then real nitty gritty, even with her relationship, her mental health, um, her experience with prolapse um, Mm. and her confidence. And today we wanted to focus on sleep because I know that Maggie went through sleep training with both of her children. And I know that she was really open about that process too. And I think it's like one thing to go through it and to cop the judgment from mother's groups and all of that sort of stuff. But Maggie's got a profile mm. and I can only imagine what, I mean, I got, I got, yeah. I copped it a lot. Uh, so I, I wanted to kind of discuss that with her, but also Maggie went down a different route to what I did. And that's the one thing that it comes up a lot because really it's coming up in the kick bump community when mothers are at like their wits end. Their wits end mm. and they just need help. And that's that's what it's there for, right? But there are still so many different methods, so many different programs out there. I mean, the ones that have come up a lot in our community are like Taking Cara Babies, Baby Sleep School, Possum Sleep School, Nurture by Kate, Safe Sleep Company, Dr. Golly, um, who Dr. Golly, I took a number of uh, things from his program as well. And then I went down the route of um, working with Sleep by Steph, which I would recommend. She changed Harvey's mm routine and changed our lives really, which I speak about in this. And then also what Maggie went down was the route of Masada. So, okay. I've never heard of Masada. Mm. What? So Masada is like, you literally, it's like a, you go to a hospital and yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't like you stay there. I've learned. Yeah. And you actually stay there overnight. It's more than one night actually mm-hmm. commonly. You know who, what? Ash Pollard has spoken okay. about it on our podcast. So, you know, you could even go back and listen to her experience too, but 
it is a very, uh, you know, you've got nurses around you um, to help you with the whole situation. And it is very much for both the baby and the parent, okay. not just the baby. Now, I'm confused. Please mm. enlighten me because mm. I have heard that Maggie's copped a lot of judgment and criticism mm. for something that sounds really great. What? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, what, I know. Well, what is the judgment? Like, where does the judgment come from for people? Because people hear sleep training and they think it's like this old method of like just completely letting your kid cry it out uh, and abandon them yeah, and okay. just like uh-huh. ignore the fact that there's like they might need you or something like that, which is not. There's so, again, the every program, like as gonna, yeah, mm-hmm. as if they're going to do anything that's going to harm a kid, right? Um, but there's just people, and I think what comes up a lot with sleep training is, and this came up for me, is you, you get this feeling that people think you're heartless. People think that you give more a shit about like your sleep but than you do. But your sanity is I know, more important I know, because if, I know. without your sanity, you're not a good mother or father. I like, know. It's, Oh, it annoys me. So, okay, I'm triggered. But that's, <laughs> but that's what it is. That's where the judgment comes from. Anyway, that's why I was so keen to have Maggie on. I wanted yeah. to hear her experience. I wanted to hear her why, how I got to the point of it. And I just wanted everyone to just hear us chat, like, because I think this is the best part. This is what can be great about mother's groups because there's so many things that can be really damaging about mother's groups. But it's great when you can just hear people speaking about their experience, mm. not pushing it onto anyone else, but just hearing it out because... I knew when I was at my wits end, I just wanted to know my options. I, I just needed to know that there was some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast and get a lot from it. And anyone that is possibly going through, you know, the depths of sleep deprivation, like I'm, I'm not there with you right now, thankfully, I'm we out feel of it, but like I was there and mm. I feel you and it's, it's horrible. Um, but There's just know hope. you're not alone. Mm. There's absolutely hope for sure. But yes, enjoy this chat with Maggie. Maggie, welcome to Kick Bump. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you today about all things sleep. Oh, sleep. Yeah. Who'd have thought? I know. <laughs> so for those who may not know who you are, do you just want to give a quick intro, who, your kids, their age and just who you are? Yeah. So I'm Maggie. I've got two kids. Uh, my son Jagger is five. He starts school next year, which is wild. And then I have my daughter Noah, who's two. I think she's Similar age to Harvey. Yeah, I think like a week. Yeah. Yeah, so two kids, one husband, just kind of like sharing mum life online, Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. just getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, and you're you're so relatable online. I highly recommend everyone to give you a follow because everything that you share is just like, yep, being there. Well, I currently have thrush, so if you're there... <laughs> I, I am with you in spirit. That's not fun. It's not fun. No. Crush is the worst. It's the worst. And you know how I got it? Don't worry, it's PG. Um, <laughs> I got a UTI. Yeah. And then I had antibiotics. Oh. And then I got thrush. Oh. So, like, right now I'm, like, my vagina. It's just, just not been a fun time. It really, yeah, it, it, it hates me. Yeah. Mum life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we kicked it off. And so I would love to start with Jagger, with your experience with your first, because I know, so we're going to be speaking about sleep, our experiences with it, sleep training, which we both went down, but we went down different routes because sleep training comes up a lot in our kick bump community. And it's usually from, you know, they're in the first six weeks, six to 10 weeks. And they're like, what in the fuck is this? And how am I ever going to get through? I'm exhausted. I'm arguing with my partner, like all of these things. And they just feel so lost and they would just love to hear other people's experiences because we all know if you are going to go down the route of sleep training, there is also a lot of different options. So Maggie, if you don't mind rewinding back, you know, five years, five years, four years, five years. Yep. What was it or when was it 
that you guys decided to go down the route of sleep training and how did you even go about like understanding what that looked like? So firstborn child, Mm -hmm. I had such a different image in my brain of what that looked like. I'm like, we're going to be wearing matching outfits. I downloaded an app because I was like, I'm going to learn a different language because that's what maternity leave is for. (laughs) Um, And we're just going to brunch. We're just going to brunch all the time. And then the reality set in of we got home and we hadn't bought any dummies because pregnant Maggie was like, no, my child's not going to need a dummy. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. Pregnant Maggie had no fucking clue. And the first night we got home, he cried the entire night. It was hectic. I sent Brad to like Safeway at like 2am and I was like, I don't care what the fuck you get to put in his yeah. mouth, but it can't be my tit anymore. Yes. Like I'm yes. so like, this is hard. Yes. And you don't know what's normal and what's not mm. because you'll talk to different friends and they're like, oh yeah, it's, that's just the way it is. Mm. But his sleep was terrible from the get go in a sense of he was either feeding from me or he was being held. He hated being just left by himself. Mm-hmm. And that continued for like four four to five months. Mm. So at night he was waking every one to two hours. <laughs> and then during the day he was sleeping on me. So it was just, I, oh, I was just claustrophobic. Mm. So claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this what motherhood is? Because I'm <laughs> fight, I'm fighting with my partner. Yeah. Every time he walks out that door to go to work, I'm like wishing hell on him. Yeah. And I remember him being like, but I go to work and then I come home and I'm like, you get to be in the car yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Like, do you not understand how great that is? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we, mm. there was a huge disconnect yeah. between us because we were just fighting. And I was like, I remember being pregnant and being like, we're having a baby. This is going to be the most magical time. Yeah. Like we're giving birth. Mm-hmm. Like it's so us. Everything's we. Yeah. yeah. And then when he went back to work, and went back to his kind of life. I was like, "What? Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, why? Why? Why is this? Why am I doing this?" Mm. And my mental health was shot, mm. and I wasn't enjoying motherhood. Mm. I wasn't, and sleep deprivation was a huge part of that. And then one of my girlfriends, who'd actually been to Masada, said mm. to me, "Why don't you look into sleep school?" Mm. And for the longest of time, I was like, "No, because it's not that bad. Mm. Like I don't want to go there. Like, mm-mm. like I don't need help. I'm fine." I was not. Mm. And I think in my mind, I really had to wrestle with needing help doesn't mean you're failing. Yeah, for sure. So I think it was around the five or six month mark where I was like, okay, mm. my marriage is getting to a point where we've had chats where it's like, is is this yeah. the end for us? Yeah. I was not in a great space mentally. Um, I loved this little soul with all of my heart. But I just felt like mm. I had no separation. And so I went to the doctor because it's actually kind of like a process. Yep. So you need to approach Masada. You get the paperwork. Then you have to go to your GP. Mm-hmm. They have to sign the forms because it's either you or the baby being admitted. Right. And then you have to give it back to Masada. They send you all this paperwork. They want to know a lot about you and the baby and the environment mm. at home, your goals, you know, your family, what you're wanting out of this. It's super personalised. Yeah. Mm. And then you send it all back and then you have to wait. Mm. And some people have to wait 
a week, two weeks, three weeks. Sometimes it can be more than that. Mm. Um, And we got in, I think, two weeks after I'd put in the paperwork when he started sleeping well. Mm. And I was like, you're kidding me. (laughs) It's like when you go to the hairdressers and then you sit in front of the mirror and you're like, I actually really love my hair right now. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, have you ever taken Harvey to the doctors where you're like, he's doing this thing and they get to the doctor and they're completely fine. And you're like, no, but like, yeah, I promise. Yeah. So then we went to Masada and it was life-changing for me, for my family, for my marriage Mm. and for Jagger. Like he was a completely different baby. It's crazy, isn't it? Leaving. Oh, so happy. He was meeting milestones. He was just happy to be awake and not just tired all the time because that was the other thing. It wasn't just the sleep that was kind of the struggle. It was Mm. when he was awake. Grouchy. He was so grouchy. And it was just like a lot of tears from him, a lot of tears from me. Mm. And Masada really helped us find what worked for us. Mm. Mm. So that was kind of like our journey to there. Mm. What was it like? Was it what you envisioned? So for the first two nights um, or 48 hours, I think, mm. what happens is you have your room and they have their separate room where they put them to sleep. And at home, were you guys already sleeping in separate rooms? No. Okay, so he was he was in a bathroom. He was in, room, yeah. In your room, yeah. Yeah, so it was almost like every um, moment that he made a noise – I got him up yeah. and that's what I learned at Masada because I think people think that you go there and your baby learns to sleep. Mm. It's actually giving the mum or the parent tools yeah. uh, for how to kind of um, cope at home and the different strategies that you can use. So you're not actually kind of teaching the child anything. It's actually teaching the mum and giving her the strength and kind of because you're giving her a routine, I find that like I love structure. I think it's safe. I know what I'm doing. And because I knew then what I was doing, mm. I was happier in myself and so was Jagger because he knew what was coming next. Mm-hmm. So yep. for the first 48 hours, you kind of drop your baby off at the nurse's station um, and they put your child to bed. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on like, you know, how old the child is and their sleep and what they're doing like feeding wise yep. to the times because mm-hmm. they go off kind of like a schedule. And so for the first two days, I would drop him at the nurse's station. They're like, cool, we're going to put him to bed now. Like, go back to your room, put your headphones in and just, like, have some time. And for Jagger being six months and where he was, he was having two two two-hour naps, a 45-minute cat nap, and sleeping 12 hours at night after we left. Wow. It was a huge difference. So yeah, in well. those two hours, I'm sitting there like, what, what, what am I supposed, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was really wild. And um, he took to it like a duck to water, mm. like to the point where because they also teach you techniques of resettling. Yeah. I had to actually like ask another mother if I could try and resettle their child because Jagger didn't need any resettling. He just slept. He was like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, he. There would. I was like, I promise, I'm here because he doesn't sleep. They're like, no, no, no. Some of them do this. Like, I yeah, get it. Yeah. And the nurses were amazing. Like, so lovely. Mm. Um, and did you catch up on sleep? Oh, so <laughs> because of Jagger's age and yeah. because he didn't need that feed at night. Yeah. Um, I got to take sleeping tablets for the first time ever. Like, yeah. I've never taken them. Yeah. And for a mum that's been up for six months, yeah. they were like. 
you can take the sleeping pills. Like, it's all right. We can wake you. Yeah. They're not going to, like, you know, yeah, dose you out. Knock but we you can, out yeah, completely. No, yeah. no, no. We can wake you if he needs you or we need you. Like, it's okay. And I was like, oh, okay. That first 12 hour sleep. Yeah. Yeah. What even is that? Oh, I remember just waking up and being like, I think I remember like what life is. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's bright colors in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it changed everything. Yeah. And you were able to take what you learned home. Yeah. 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 Yep. So one of the jobs that the parent at home has um, is to like black out the room. Mm-hmm. So Brad was, my husband was like putting foil yeah. up. So it kind of looked like a drug den and I'm like, oh, at least it's at the back of our house. So yeah. people don't know, but um, it was completely blacked out. Mm. And then we got home and he was great. Mm. Um, he did need a few resettles because yep. obviously he's in like his home environment, environment yeah. but it was amazing. Like we had a baby that was sleeping 12 hours. We had a baby that we could walk into the nursery, mm. put in the cot, mm. kiss goodnight, and then walk out. Like I didn't have to army roll out. I yeah. wasn't like yeah. creaking the floor. Oh, oh my, my gosh. And you know, like when you've been in that position so long that like you need to move and your mm. knees like crack and you're yes. like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, and then like yeah. trying to open the door mm. and close the door and being like, you know what? I'll leave the door a little bit open because yeah. like I can't I can't shut the door like yeah. it's too much like the sound the is sound too will much. be too much and like don't breathe and then you know even like I don't know if you did this but I used to like count the sways yeah at night like yeah, when I I'd get count to one hundred pats oh my gosh and then like not wanting to look at their eyes because you just like yeah because if they make eye contact with you they know they're, they're back and yeah. in my head I'm like his eyes are closed his eyes are closed <laughs> I'm not looking I'm just gonna count to one hundred. And then, like, having to start again. Yeah, when like, you look down, they're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you're like, okay, 250 this time. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, surely. So, oh. yeah, that was probably the biggest um, achievement for us was being able to kind of, like, put him and he mm. was happily going in his cot and drifting mm. off to sleep. And I was like, mm. I can breathe. Yeah. And then it was just like a flow and effect. I enjoyed it so much more. I enjoyed him. Mm. He was happier. I was happier. My marriage was like getting back to a really great place. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that people don't talk about is like oh, yeah. marriage or when you're in a partnership and yeah. you have a kid. It's, it's hard. fucked. Yeah, it's really hard. Oh, it is like yeah. I remember before I had kids and I would look at these families who'd had like a little child and they were like breaking up. I'm like, oh, but it's the most magical time of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like what's happening? Yeah. And then you're in it and you're like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, like, like it's really hard. Oh, my gosh. Like we're in therapy now. Mm. But oof, mm. those first six months, like you can get the happy family photos. Mm. But like we all know, we all know that on the way down to the beach at 6 p.m. to get that good light, (laughs) you were were all having a go at each other in the car. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like things like sleep deprivation that makes all of those things just 10 times worse. Like you say shit you don't mean like completely. You're just in a whole nother planet and you just cannot relate to each other whatsoever. And it's, it's, it's very hard. And I, that was what also um, got us to the point of like wanting to learn more about sleep training because we were the same. We were starting to argue and bicker at the littlest things. And 
we were in a, I was in a very fortunate position to have Josh very hands-on from the get-go. Um, I mean, you would have had a similar experience in that, like, she was part COVID time, so the, he was probably Noah. around a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Like, different was, for Noah. He was supposed to go back to work mm-hmm. the week that we went into that lockdown that was like, it's going to be snap yeah. five days, and it was like yeah. five months. So was he around more for, for Noah? Yeah. 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 That kind of was different challenging though because we've got a double story so he was like I'm going upstairs to work yeah and then I would be downstairs with the kids and you know he's there so it's like yeah and then he would come downstairs and make himself a coffee yeah and then go back up and I'm like oh the resentment's (laughs) kicking in like yeah true Mm. yeah true but having them there and having that is is nice yeah it's almost like if you need them they're there well if you get to the point of tap out Mm. there's at least that right and which we started to recognize each other like I remember there was points where you know if if I knew that Harvey didn't need a feed overnight and I just couldn't do the next reset or and Josh would take the baton or whatever and for whatever reason it was extra difficult that night we could watch the monitor and almost see okay, she's about to snap. And like, not that anything would ever happen as in like, I'd probably, there was a few times actually where I would put him down in the cot and I literally just screamed like out loud. And then I watched the monitor back and I like cried at the side of myself. Cause I was like, Oh my God, you evil woman. Like you just screamed because he was screaming. Like, what's that going to do? But like, you can't, there's, there's patience, there's building patience and practicing it. And then there's a point where you just can't control it anymore. And what we got good at is like trying to recognize when yeah. each other are getting to that point yep. and before the scream happens, tap out. Yeah. I've got this. You go back down to yeah. have a breath or And whatever. it really is teamwork. Yeah. And it's teamwork in a way that like you haven't had to negotiate before. Yeah. And I think the other thing is because you're like dealing with mum brain, it's really hard to get the words out. Yeah. You have all of these emotions yeah. and they're like, what's wrong? And all that's coming out is like anger. Yeah, because sometimes I reckon what happened was I. it's almost like in my brain I thought I'd said something and then I hadn't actually said it and then I just expected him to read my mind. Yeah. And when he hadn't done it, I was like, yeah. And he was like, if you just asked me, I would have done that for yeah. you or whatever. Or like setting them up to fail, <laughs> yes. like one of my favourite. Setting them up to fail? Yeah, Why did we do, do that like, so oh, much? Like I'll sometimes like I'll think things in my mind and then yeah. have to write them in my notes app on my phone because I'm like, we need to bring this up in therapy because this is not okay. Yeah. Um, but like I would leave dishes and just like watch what he does in the <laughs> and I'll be like, is he gonna get the dishes? And Brad's one of his like beige flags. Have you heard about beige flags? Yeah. 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 One of his beige flags is like he will fill up the sink and put the dishes in and leave them to soak and then the water goes cold. Like I can't. If I'm asking you to do something and you don't do it within two seconds of me asking, yeah, I'm I'm off. Yeah, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in therapy. So yeah, but yeah, but it is. And 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 again, I think for us, when when we were both sleep deprived, um, particularly because it was the both of us trying to do it together, which I don't even know if that was the right way to go about it because then we were both like zombies the next day but we were at each other and it just got to a point so we actually moved Harvey out of our room pretty well early in comparison to other people but six weeks we moved him out and it was basically because in that first six weeks I didn't like sleep a wink like it wasn't just him waking every hour or two hours it was more just like me being aware of the fact that he was there and I couldn't I couldn't switch my mind off and it was actually something that I spoke to Dr. Golly, who's who's still his pediatrician, who I still go to for like literally every piece of advice. And I feel like he's regretting he's the day he gave me his number. On the phone. You're like, hi, it's yes, Steph, I know it's you. You're <laughs> saved in my phone. <laughs> but he's been amazing. And, and something that he really comforted us in 
was that decision to move him out of the room because I'd heard, you know, that it was like super unsafe and everything and everyone's different in that situation. But for me, what was happening was it was like my body was so in tune and I was producing so much milk overnight at any kind of noise of Harvey's that I was just using so much energy even when I was asleep. And he said, just give it a go. You know, the monitors we have and even without the monitor, we could hear him anyway. We slept with our doors open. And he was just like, you you will hear, you will know and just see how you go. And I slept so much better when he was in the other room. He It did just mean that I was getting up out of my room yeah. a lot more. And like through that, that was obviously hard. And that's where I can see how people end up co-sleeping or like having them right next to the bed because it's easy. You just kind of roll over and I get that. But I think for me, I we were struggling so much with sleep deprivation that I was having like the worst nightmares of co-sleeping that I, we just made a decision for our family that it wasn't going to work for us because I had way too much anxiety around it. Like I was searching for him in the sheets most nights and it was fucking horrid to go through. But it meant that I was having to get up out of bed, yes. go to his room, feed, be in a different environment, resettle, then come back to it. And so it was more time. Um, but we decided to do it because it just got to a point where neither of us were functioning very well and we just weren't being very nice to each other. And we were also just like, this just can't be right. And we also went to a maternal health check and they asked us about the sleep, play, feed routine or whatever. I can't even remember what it was. And play, sleep. That's it. And we looked at each other like, um, what, what's this routine? And then she started to ask about how he was sleeping in the day. And I was like, I don't know. Like sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Very rarely it's an hour, but like, I don't know. I have no idea how much he's, how much time he's spending awake. And what we figured was I was keeping him awake for like way too long. And then he was having these tiny can. It was just like all over the place. We literally had no routine. He had oh, no bedtime. We I didn't even know saying, he needed a bedtime. We were like, when witching yeah. several hours yeah. finishes yeah. and he stopped crying, that is bedtime. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you don't know. Sometimes we were like, you know what, fuck it. Let's put a movie on, put him on the cocoon baby and he'll go to bed at 11. Like whatever, just whatever's going to work. Yeah, like a baby knows <laughs> to sleep, right? Like We just didn't know. And yeah. so it just got to a point where we needed extra help. And I think it was around that five-month mark. And um, because that's kind of the mark we really any earlier than that you can't there's not really much of a routine like babies just sleep and eat yeah before yeah you know, I around think, four months I think Masada takes them at eight weeks but even right. at eight weeks it's usually that the mother's being admitted yeah um for health purposes yeah because they also help with like breastfeeding yeah. and bottle feeding and yeah. all of those things so there's like so much more that they do yeah but yeah and then there's like the four month yeah regression or whatever where their exactly. brain is just changing so much and then, yeah. That's I, need routine. Yeah, I was speaking to one of the nurses at Masada mm. and I was like, when is a yeah. good place to, you know, a good time to go? And she was like, you can come whenever you feel like you need it. Mm. You know, we're not here for just the worst sleepers. If you, if there is something we can help you with, it's, yeah. we're here. Yeah. And, but she's like for sleep just after that four month regression in that like five to six month window, she's like, is really, really great to kind of like get them into things, routine yeah. and then like having the awake time and yeah. because knowing all of that information yeah is so much easier than yeah. just not knowing anything i know One, two, three, something i battled with as well because i ended up downloading this app called huckleberry okay. to track his like I tracked at the start when I first started using it. I actually scroll back now to when he was really young and I, it gives me anxiety looking at it because there's so many freaking things that I tracked every half an hour of the day. But it was like feeds, uh, medicine, like his poops and his sleep. So I could see, 
you know, in a week, his average amount of day sleep versus night sleep, the gaps between his sleep, I could see like if he didn't poo for four days, I could see like, oh, he's already had Nurofen like two hours ago. I can't give him that. It was very good, but I became way too obsessed and attached to it. Mm -hmm. And then I kept battling with, you know, I would hear from like older women, obviously, like that that was, they never used monitors. They never used these like tracking things. They never really had routine and like we were all fine. And I was like, okay, but I can't even begin to imagine letting go of any of these things. It's really hard. <laughs> like my mum was like, because I was like, oh, mum, are you going to get like a cot? She's yeah. like, I'll just put your baby on our bed and put pillows around. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like we don't do that anymore. She's like, what are you talking about? You're yeah. fine. But it is really hard to find like there's so much information. Yeah. And sometimes too much information is too much. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard because like I have postpartum anxiety and that's kind of like where the intrusive thoughts that you were talking yeah. about, I totally, totally get. Like I remember just like changing him and in a space of five minutes, I'm I'm looking at like three or four different yeah. ways that he could die to the point like yeah. I would take him outside and then like I would have a thought of like is a crow going to come and like pick him up and take him and eat yeah. him yeah. and like in your mind you're just like I don't think that's going to happen but it feels really real in and it's that like if you don't say it out loud to someone and then it happens you'll never forgive yourself exactly yeah, that happens to me all the time. exactly but also <laughs> on the flip side if you yeah. say it out loud you're putting Could it happen. out to the universe exactly. so you have to like rein it in yeah what is wrong with how it yeah. is really hard <laughs> and then like you just There's so many things going on in your mind and, like, I really didn't think that I would have to make decisions for my child until, like, it was school time. Yeah. I was like, I I don't really, you know, they're they're babies, they're fine. But at school it'll be like, what what time are you going out? What sport are you going to play? What school are you going to go to? Like, I thought that's when decisions had to be made. No, it's like so many more, how you yeah. feed them, yeah. how they sleep, what they sleep in. Togs? Yeah, yeah. Did you know what a tog I was? I had no idea what a tog was. Yeah, and now I'm that dick that's like, yeah, he sleeps in a 3.5 tog, and everyone's like, what the fuck is a 3.5 tog? And yeah. I'm like, well, if you know, you know. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> just like we need to adjust the temperature in their room because I've put them in a different tog tonight. I know. It's like, like oh, oh how, it's a bit hotter tonight. That? Now we need to change. It's like, yeah, I know. It's, it is. it is. But it, but the reason why we become so obsessed with it is because when you do see them sleeping well, as you mentioned before with Jagger when it changed, Harvey's exactly the same. His energy, he's just happier. He eats better. He doesn't throw his food on the floor as much. And he just is less of a little shit. And he's so it's like not only is it exhausting when they're not sleeping because you're not sleeping, so you might not have much of a sleep overnight, they might early rise and then you're a zombie for the rest of the day. But it's also then all day they're little shits and that's just exhausting in itself. So it's just like this cycle until they sleep better. Yeah, absolutely. And And like having a six-month-old that sleeps 12 hours at night. That's insane. Like (laughs) I was living the dream. I was like, this is, oh, this is what my motherhood journey is. This is what I signed up for. I don't know what happened the first six months, but this is is where I'm at. Yeah. It makes the biggest difference. Mm. And the thing is, like, sleep deprivation for some people, it does not bother them. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. Like, honestly, mm. gold star. Yeah. But, I wish. Yeah, right? Mm. For, for us, mm. it was really playing on my mind. Yeah. And asking for help was hard because you have factions of your friends and your circle that's saying that's just a baby. Yeah. And yeah, you need to, like, you had a baby this you need to just toughen up. Mm-hmm. And then you have friends that are like, no, 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 there's help here. Mm-hmm. And you're in the middle. 
and you're trying to make the best possible choice for you, for your child and for your family. Mm. And knowing that like motherhood is the job that we will never, ever get right all of the time. Yeah. But it is the one job we want to get right all of the time. Mm. And then also it's like when you see someone else making a different choice to you, Mm. it starts to kind of creep in like, am I making the wrong choice? Mm. Am I doing it wrong? And then that comes out, especially online, I Mm. think, as like aggression because it's like, no, 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 sleep school worked for me. Mm. If it didn't work for you, I'm like, that's fine. I know. I know. We went with Sleep by Steph after a few friends recommended her program and I went through the route of like having her like mobile number and like fully going that way because I just needed so much assistance. Um, But really for us, it was like once we learnt certain foundations and set those, that already in itself made such an impact. Like for example, his room temperature, we had no freaking clue. We had no clue about togs. We had no clue about like bedtime routine. We had no clue about like how dark the room or all that sort of stuff. And we also stripped back a lot of things like for a while we were making him sleep with a red light and a white noise because we'd read somewhere that that was good, but that didn't work for Harvey. We learned, you know, through stripping things back. So it was having that assistance and having someone kind of reassure us was so beneficial. But I wonder if you went through this too. I, it's like parts of me felt like this is definitely right for us. This is working. This is great. But then you have all the noise of that crap that you get online, especially when you open up about it, of people who completely disagree with sleep training. Did that ever, because for me, it was a real battle where it kind of swayed my, oh my God, am I doing the wrong thing? Like I had people saying stuff like, by you not going to him if he calls out or whatever, because if he was hysterically crying, different, you'd go and resettle. But if they were just like crying out, testing to see if you're going to come that kind of level. Part of ours was to like leave him be. And since we've done that, he can now go to sleep by himself. And he literally says, bye mom. See ya. As I walk out of the room, game, game changing. But before that, I would have people saying, letting him do that. You're basically abandoning him. And he would get the same feelings of an orphan child feeling like unloved that you'll never be there when he really needs you there. Like that's the kind of shit that I was getting. Right. And so then you'd go through those moments where you were already tired and you, you're trying to listen to your sleep consultant and you go through these things and that's in the back of my mind. And it did, it did, it was a really challenging part of sleep training, I will say, is battling what those people thought. So I wonder what you copped and how you would kind of drown out the noise and just know like, this is right. This is right for us. I think when you choose to share anything motherhood related mm. online, there's always going to be people that don't agree Mm. with what you're doing. Uh, The first time I went to uh, Masada with Jagger, my platform was a lot smaller, but the noise was still very much there. I had a lady uh, tell me that, (laughs) that, my child would be better off if I got cancer and died. Um, that I was emotionally damaging my child. And that was like a lot, especially when you're sleep deprived, you're at the Vulnerable. end of your tether. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just trying to find help because I'm, I need help. Yeah. Uh, and then I would... I was at Masada 
and I would get people sending me articles of like saying like people that sleep train, blah, 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 and like you shouldn't be a mother your poor husband mm. to have a child. Yeah, like with we were missing like some sort of emotional part that a mother needs to have if we were to go down that route. That's what I got a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it still blows my mind that people can say these things and not understand that there's a person on the other mm. end and we're just trying to do yeah. the best that we can. Mm. And especially when you're sharing your mental health journey of like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And you're still getting these people. But again, I think with Noah, it was totally different. Mm. I'd kind of built up a backbone where I was just like, I don't give a fuck what you yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. You being a mum or you, you know, having small children in your life and you're online and you're attacking me for what I'm doing, mm. honey, there's a mirror there. Like yeah. you need that. You really, really need that. Mm-hmm. And again, it was my platform had grown. The noise was quite loud. I switched off. Mm. Um, I was like, I'm not even going to deal with this. I can't yep. deal with this. I'm going to concentrate on my journey with my daughter because I know that this is what's right for us. Mm. Um, and it was always kind of odd to me because anytime I would speak about sleep school, I would just really preface it by saying, this is what yeah. worked for us. It won't be right for everyone. Yeah. And I thought, you know, by me doing that, yeah it would kind of quieten the noise a bit but it doesn't yeah, people want to people yeah. want to scream at you and it's like you know probably the mum that's sleep deprived that doesn't think it's an option for her mm. or the mum that never had an issue no oh my child always yeah. slept like Good i don't know you. what <laughs> your problem is it's like well karen i've got quite a few problems like do you want me to like i got a list i've got a list so it's really hard yeah. it is so hard mm. and because you care mm. so much and you just want to do the right thing. Yeah. And the thing that anyone that's struggling with, you've got to realise that what is right for you is not going to be what's right for someone else. Mm. And if you have a circle and you have someone in that circle that is kind of not even just disagreeing with you because there's – because at the start my mum with Jagger was like, do you need to go to hospital for sleep? Like, mm. I don't know about that. And I was like, mum, mm. I need this and I don't – and I don't want to hear anything else. Yep. And she was like, yeah, cool, no worries. Mm. Like if you've got people like that, absolutely. But if you've got that person in your life that's like, mm, uh, well, I did this and I heard this and this and this is the, this is what worked for me, so um, this is what will work for everybody, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, just yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Because you're not exactly right. When you preface that at the start, because I, I try and do the same, like whenever I speak about my experience with sleep by Steph, I'm not saying go go follow the programs or go speak to her and she'll change everything for you and it's going to be amazing and you'll thank me later. To a certain percentage of people, absolutely, it will work for them and I am happy to share my experience if that's the case because it fully changed my life. Yeah, well, she changed. I, I used her when we went to Thailand mm. because going to a different time zone, I was yeah. like, oh, how? Like, how, what do I do? Yeah, it's just reassuring. Oh, my gosh. And having someone be like, all right, cool. Like, this is like what we can do. Like, yeah, yeah if you're, if anyone, any mums are going to go on holidays, 
to a different time zone. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. I, I will say, go to sleep by Steph. Like, she was amazing. She was just so very amazing. matter of fact, you know? Mm. And, but again, like, also, that's not for everyone. No. Some people need a, a not so matter of fact and a lot, like, a lot more of a gentle method. And that's fine too. There's so many programs out there. But all I can say is, like, whatever route you go down, you will know when you're in it if it's right or not for you, if it's not working, there's still more options. Like don't give up then. It's almost like when you go to see a therapist, don't put off like having one bad session because this person doesn't gel with you from ever going to therapy again. Like you just haven't found the right person. It's so, yeah. And I mean, like I'm, I'm fortunate that, that it worked. Um, you know, I, I worked with her and I also, a lot of the tips from Dr. Golly as well, um, which he has in his program. Amazing. Like, but it's just, you just have to find those things and you just have to exactly what you said, Maggie, like anyone that's in your circle that are being too judgmental about it, like do your best to just channel them out or even say something if you feel up for it, but just channel them out and just surround yourself with people that get it and that are there for you. Um, and those schools or programs is like one way to obviously really have that heavy support. But Yeah, but I, it's just, you don't need to just push through. No. You actually don't. No, you don't. Like you don't need to get, you don't need to have a child that is not sleeping at all Mm. to find help. If there is something that you're struggling with, whether it be something that you think is small or not, Mm. there's help there. And like you said, there's different avenues Mm. for you to explore. You don't need to shut your mouth Mm. and you don't need to just be like, well, that's motherhood and I need to just (laughs) push through it because you don't. Yeah. Like you really, really don't. And I think I look at myself and I wish that I'd, um, because now I'm on anxiety Mm -hmm. medication and that took me so long to get to a point where I was like, "Mm, okay, I'm okay. Um, I need the medication. Mm -hmm. I actually need it now. But I just thought I need to push through. I need to push through. I need to do this. I need to, you know, because like I just need to eat better, sleep more, Mm -hmm. move more all of these things. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Like sometimes you actually just need some extra help. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. just know that that's okay. Yeah. And sleep goes into that category. Yeah. Like everyone needs sleep, mm-hmm. whether they're a six month old or a 37 year old. Mm-hmm. Like mm. it's, it's okay to kind of realize that you need help figuring out the signs because once you have that information, it gives you confidence yeah. that you didn't have. And as mm. a first time mum, especially, mm. you're like taking photos of poop and yeah. sending it to friends and being like, is this color okay? Yeah. Like I remember calling the hotline and being like, he hasn't pooped for four, mm-hmm. you know, four days. Is he breastfeeding? Yes, that's okay. Like after I knew that knowledge, like, you yeah. know, you, it's building blocks. with more knowledge, 100%. Yeah. It's mm. okay to get that information from a source that you might not have thought Mm. was a route that you needed Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we all know the best parents are the ones that don't have kids or like the best parent (laughs) you were ever going to be was when you didn't have your, I was a great parent when I didn't have children. Like I was like in my head. Yeah. I've got this. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have kids and you're like, oh yeah, no, even if I'm a perfect parent, then they're going to grow up with issues of not being able to like live up to the expectations. So like, 
Yeah. Yeah. We're all fucked. Yeah, we are. We are all fucked. And also every generation's different. So they're mm. going to be teaching us things that we're doing extremely wrong now. But for now, we all we can do is do our best. And I just, yeah, thank you so much for, I mean, obviously thank you for coming on today and your time, but also just thank you for everything that you do online and how honest you are and how open you, you share so, so much. And it does open you up, as you said, to that kind of judgment and criticism. But I know why you do it. And it's, and again, it's, it's for yourself as much as it is for anyone else that needs to feel seen and heard and know that like what they're going through is, is okay. And that you can push through and not push through, but like find ways to get through it. Yeah. Um, light at the end of the tunnel kind of things. And I just, yeah, I really, really enjoy your content. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And if any mums are listening and you haven't got your pelvic floor assessed, (laughs) This and is your this is your thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, prolapse, yeah. baby. Yeah. So yeah, just um, this is your sign. Mm. Book in with a well, women's yeah. health physio. I would. I had. I had bladder prolapse, and I wouldn't have known if I didn't. So there you go. There you go. Bowel and bladder prolapse here <laughs> with internal scarring. Thank you. Oh. The trifecta. Oh. Well, <laughs> yes. Thank you, and that's a great reminder to me. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you would like to get involved with the kick pod or kick bump pod, you can by going to our Instagram at kick pod and sending us a voice note or writing in a DNM. And if you would like to join a bit of a virtual mother's group, we like to call it our kick bump Facebook community is for you. There is so much in there, encouragements of finding your journey again after having a baby or questions during pregnancy. It's a virtual mother's group of love and support and you are so welcome. So you can find us there if you would like to learn more about kick you can go to our website kickapp.com or you can find us on the apple store and google play store where we have a seven day free trial thank you for listening and we'll be back in your ears very soon bye